Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Mark chapter 1, verse 14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is with power. The kingdom of God is at hand. How do you get a hold of the kingdom of God? Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you. Change the way you think. Change what you're thinking and believe the gospel. Notice, Jesus preached the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel. What did Jesus say here? The time is fulfilled. I'm here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you. Change what you think and believe the gospel. Notice Jesus didn't say believe the law of Moses. Jesus didn't preach the law of Moses. He preached the gospel. You know why? You go and you walk in the gospel and you'll do the law of Moses automatically. It says, repent you and believe the gospel. Now, what is the gospel? Joel said this in the beginning. We're going to look at it again. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 15. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. This is what you put your faith in. This is why you should be going to church. This is why you should be a Christian. If you're a Christian and you don't believe the gospel, you're not a Christian. You're not a Christian. Half a Christian is the word Christ. What are you doing doing something else when you're not believing the gospel? Amen. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Do you hear what Paul's preaching here? He's preaching the gospel. Paul preached the gospel. Do you hear that? Paul preached the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel. He said, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. Paul preached the gospel. It says, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. You are not saved by any other way but the gospel. The Ten Commandments will not save you. Paul said right here, by which also you are saved. And what was it? The gospel. Now, what is this gospel? Let's keep going. If, if, oh, that nasty little word if. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you. He preached the gospel. That's how you're saved. Unless you have believed in vain. In vain. Unless you have believed in vain. You can't believe it and then stop believing it. You have to continue to believe it. Or if it's in vain. You've got to keep at it. And what do you keep? What do you keep? What do you stand in? Paul explains it right here. Like I like to say, this is the bona fide definition of the gospel that Jesus preached and Paul preached. What is it? For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. It says how that Christ died 
for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is your bona fide definition of the gospel. The word gospel means good news, but what is good news if you don't know what the news is? Amen. I love how Doyle used to say it. He said, oh, the gospel's good news. Well, what's the good news? It's good news. Well, what's the good news? It's good news. What's the good news? The good news is the gospel. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. That's what you put your faith in. That's what you walk in. That's what Jesus preached to us. That's what Paul preached to us. And we're going to go to see what Peter preached to us. The apostles, what did they preach? Acts 4, 33. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. You're about to get happy. It says, and with great power, with great power, Power gave the apostles witness of what? Gave the apostles witness of what? Of the resurrection. The resurrection and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, devil, you don't like that. The resurrection. Not just the death. Oh, Jesus died for my sins. Yeah, we did two more things too. He was buried and he rose again. The apostles with great power gave witness to the resurrection. The resurrection. You're here and born again because of the resurrection. And what did the apostles preach? They preached the death, burial, and the resurrection. They gave witness of the resurrection. Why? Because they saw it with their own eyes. Amen. They saw Jesus with their own eyes. And great grace, great grace, great grace was on them all. You hear that, Father? Great grace was on them all because they preached the resurrection. The resurrection. Why was great power on them? Turn with me to Romans 1, Amen. 16. We heard these Thank verses God. in the beginning. We're going to hear them again. Romans 1, 16. This is Paul preaching the gospel. We just heard where the apostles were preaching the gospel. Jesus preached the gospel. Do you hear that? Jesus preached the gospel. Paul preached the gospel. The apostles, Peter, John, James, all the apostles preached the gospel. Why are you preaching anything else? Amen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not timid to believe in it. I'm not ashamed of it. I walk in it. It says I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. Why was there great power on the apostles as they preached the resurrection? Because the gospel is the power of God. Do you hear that? The gospel is the power of God. All those miracles that happened in the Old Testament were bound and set in one thing that in several thousand years Jesus was coming. And he was going to die and be buried and rose and rise again. Amen. That's where their power came from. 
Why did God part the Red Sea? Because eventually Jesus was coming and he was going to be raised from the dead. That's where the power came from. Jesus himself created the world with his own power. Nothing was created except by Jesus. And why did he do it? Why did he create the world? Why did he create you? Because he was going to come and die and be buried and raised again the third day. That's why he did it. It's all hinged, all set, all bound in the gospel. That's where the power is. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. Do you see that word everyone? Do you see that word everyone? It doesn't say just to the apostles. It doesn't say just to the preachers. It doesn't say just to those that are special. It says everyone that believeth, everyone, and everyone within the, the, that can hear my voice, you're in everyone. You're in everyone. This power is to everyone that believeth. The big guy and the little guy. The old guy and the young guy. The child. Everyone that believeth. And even the women too. It is salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Turn with me to Ephesians 1. That witness of the resurrection of Jesus. They witnessed the resurrection of Jesus and great power was on them as they did it. And great grace. Why? Because of what happened in the resurrection. Because of the power of the resurrection. Let's look at it in Ephesians 1, verse 18. This is Paul talking to the Ephesians, and he's praying for him. And what is he praying for? He said that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. They may be open. How many times have we heard Dahl here pray that he said, Father, that you open their eyes. You can't walk in this gospel when it's up here in your head. Your God, this gospel has to be down here in your heart. And when you know it in your heart, it manifests and the power comes to pass. It says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Do you know that through the gospel you have an inheritance? You! You, there is a time in Frisco when I lived up there and we owed everybody. I owed everybody money. I know how Doyle felt. I owed everybody money. And I finally told one guy one day, I said, you know what? I have an inheritance coming. I have an inheritance coming. And when that inheritance comes, I won't have one single bill left. They'll all get paid. And you know what that person said? Wow, you got an inheritance? I said, yes, I have an inheritance. Where was it? It was right here. It was right here. And you know what? I got it. I got it. Okay, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In the saints. Are you a saint? You're born again. You're a saint. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power 
exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Who believe. Not usward that, that uh, thou shalt not, to usward that believe. Believe that power and that exceeding greatness of the power of the resurrection to usward who believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The power the Father worked when he raised Jesus from the dead. Have you ever considered the power the Father had in raising that man from the dead? When Jesus died, we have all heard it. Uh, and what is it? Let's, um, it says... Uh, what is, it says that Jesus who knew no sin became sin. That's what went into the grave. Do you know that Jesus went into the grave of sin? Do you know what died? Sin died. A murderer died. A child molester died. An adulterer died. A liar died. A genocide died. A sick man died. A poor man died. That's what went into the grave. And you know what? It wasn't just one sin. It was all sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, became your sin. Your sin. Your sin on him. And you know what? There's a whole lot of us. Jesus took on the sin of the whole world on that body on the tree. And when that body on the tree died, that sin didn't leave. That sin went to the grave with Jesus. And that sin went to hell with Jesus. Jesus was in hell in the lowest pit. Why was he in the lowest pit? Because he was all sin. He was your sin. He was my sin. Any sin we have committed was on that body and in the soul of Jesus. Jesus said, my soul is troubled with evil. Why? Because he had our sin on him. That's what went into the grave. That's what was in hell. All sin on one man. One man. Not God, not angel, one man in hell. One man had your sin on him. Yes, everything you've done was on that one man in hell. And every sickness that you and I could ever get was on that one man and that body in the grave. That body in the grave wasn't pretty, folks. That body they put in the grave that you want to kiss the stone that it laid on, that body wasn't pretty. That body had every bone out of joint. That body you couldn't even tell was a man. That body was every bone pulled apart. Why? Because that's what sin does to a body. And that body had all sin. And that body had every sickness on it. It had your cancer on it. It had your lymphoma on it. It had your diabetes on it. It had your heart disease. It had your, I can't even pronounce the word right, sciatica. It had that on it. It had that on it. That body wasn't pretty. That body was sick. That body was sick with our sickness. 
witness. And that's what they put in the grave. That's what they wound up, tried to put it back together. It was a sick, ugly body that they put in that grave. And it was a sick soul that went to hell. It was a sick soul. It was a man that went to hell. It was the soul and spirit of a man in hell, sick. And not only was that body sick and full of our sin, that body had our poverty. It was poor. It was really poor. As we used to say when I grew up, dirt poor. Dirt poor that body was. It had every curse on us. It had that curse where you can't bear children. It had that curse where your plants won't grow. It had the curse where your animals die. It had every curse. It had that curse that you can't keep money. It had that curse on it. It was an ugly, sick, sinful body they put in that grave. And it was an ugly, sick, sinful body in hell. A man. And you know what? That man, that man, that man, that man could not get out. That man could not get out because that man knew he was down there for you. He was down there for you. Every devil that you deal with, he was down there for you. You. He was down there for you. That's what he was doing in hell. He was taking your place as a sacrifice to the Father. The apostles, great witness of the resurrection. The resurrection. Why? Because God promised him. God promised him that man in hell there for you. God promised him. You go there for him, Jesus. You become their sacrifice. You lay down your life and I'll promise you I'm coming to get you. I promise you I'll come and get you. I will come and get you. What did Jesus say before he died? He said, Father, glorify thy name. And you know what? In the witness of everybody around him, the God of heaven and earth said, I will. I glorified it and I will glorify it again. In other words, Jesus, I'm coming to get you. And you know what? After three days paying for you, paying for you, Jesus, get this in your hearts. He was paying for you. Paying for you. Paying for you. He was paying for you. The Father had to be satisfied concerning you. Not Jesus. The Father had to be satisfied concerning you. That's the only way Jesus was going to get out. Was the Father was satisfied concerning you. Not the next guy. Not Jesus. You. The Father, to get Jesus out, had to be satisfied concerning you. You. And after three days of Jesus paying for you, paying for you, The father said, all right, 
that's enough. You've suffered enough for you. For you. Jesus, you suffered enough for you. He came and got him. He came and got him. You know, the only way that Jesus could come out of the grave was you were forgiven. You're the one that had to be forgiven. You're the one that had to be forgiven. Jesus couldn't come out of the grave until the Father forgave you. Do you see that? Jesus could not come out of the grave until the Father forgave you. That's who Jesus was there for. He wasn't there for himself. He was there for you. And the only way he could come out, the only way he could come out was the Father was satisfied concerning you. And the Father said, that's enough. They're forgiven. I received that sacrifice. They are forgiven. I received that sacrifice. They are healed. I received that sacrifice. They are rich. I received that sacrifice. There is peace between the Father and you. 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 And the moment, the moment, the moment that Jesus would satisfy the Father and the moment, the moment that God was satisfied, he went down. You read it in Psalm 8. Grabbed Jesus and brought him up. Raised him from the dead. And Jesus put his spirit and his soul now forgiven. Not a sin on him. Not a sin on him. Not death on him. Nothing on him. Nothing on him. Fear gone. Death gone. Sickness gone. Put that soul and that spirit back in that body. That body was totally healed. Totally healed. With what? With your sickness. With your sickness. That body was healed by that power. That power healed that body. That power put every soul back together. Every bone back together. Dried up every sickness. Every disease. Brain cancer. Dried up. Heart disease. Dried up. Cancer. Dried up. That body was made whole. Alive. And Jesus sat up. Jesus sat up from going to hell. Sat up and walked out of that grave. Walked out of that grave. Why? Because he satisfied the Father concerning you. 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 Do you hear your relationship with God? God is satisfied with you. There is peace between you and the Father if you will only believe what Jesus did for you. If you will only believe, hang on to, trust in, just like Paul said in Romans 1. Hang on to, trust in, not be ashamed to hang on to it. Not be ashamed to grab a hold of it. Not be ashamed like the rope in the water. Hang on. And it will manifest the same power, it says here in Ephesians, that God worked in Jesus to raise him from the dead. He will work in you and do the same thing. The same thing. That's the power, the great power that the apostles witnessed. 
gave great witness to, and great grace was on them all. Father, grant us that great grace that you had on the apostles and those in Acts 4. Grant us the same grace. Grant us the same grace, Father. Let your power be great and grant us the same grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you enjoy that woman preaching the gospel as much as I did? Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.